Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm delighted to be joined by Amanda Loudon today. Hello, Amanda. Hey, Sarah. How's it going? Good, good. Um, Are you glad that you did not just get home from Boston? I think I am. (laughs) I know I am. (laughs) It really didn't look like a fun year this year. (laughs) It did not. It did not. And uh, we are going to talk more about that in the show. Um, I'm going to be transparent and say we were supposed to be joined by a guest, but who couldn't make it. So at the last minute, um, Amanda, you came up with a suggestion that we kind of talk about um, the Boston Marathon, which was just on Monday, and about some of the results and about the weather that was not good for running and our feelings about um, Boston and a bunch of other things. But let's let's catch up on some some more personal life things. What have you been and work? Um, what have you been uh, writing about these days? Well, speaking of Boston, um, I uh, just I well I just got back from spring break, and right before spring break, I um, was you know in, in a flurry to turn in work, and and two of those pieces were related to uh, Boston. One was um, with a guy; he's actually kind of local to me. Um, his name's Ben Beach, and he was running and did did run and complete his fiftieth consecutive Boston. Wow! Yeah, which is both a Boston record and a world record. No one has run 50 consecutive marathons of this, the same marathon right, before. Right. So um, that was pretty cool, you know, talking to him and, and hearing his background on that. So when did he, I mean, I, I take it that when he ran the the one back in 1967, he didn't say, hey, I'm going to keep running this every single year. Or did he? I mean, or when no, did he? No, absolutely not. He actually... He was not a runner at all at the time. He was a student um, at Harvard and um, heard about the race on the radio and was like, you know, that's kind of cool. Maybe I'll try that. (laughs) And um, so the next year, he he, he was actually, um, I think he was uh, 17 when he first heard about it. So he knew he had to wait a year to to get in. And back then, you you had to to get in. You would just write Jock Semple, the the race director, and Uh say, hey, I'd like to do this race. And Jock wrote back and said, why do you think you're qualified to do this? And um, he said he, he doesn't even remember why, you know, what story he used, but he, he got the <laughs> registration form, sent it in. And then about, I don't know, I think, so the race is in April. And I think about the beginning of March, he decided to train for it. Um, <laughs> he he ran something like at 90 miles the week of, including like a 24 mile or two days oh before gosh. Boston. Oh my gosh. Went out and ran it and then and then turned in, I think that day, I think his first one, I'm, I, know, I need to look back at, to be sure, but I think he ran like a 320 something. Oh my gosh. Kind of an approach. Yeah. The, the power of youth. Yeah, it, absolutely. So then he still like, you know, didn't even occur to him, you know, he, he was, you know, typical first time marathon, he finished and was like, I'm never doing this again. Uh-huh. And then, you know, decided to go back the next year. And, and I don't know, somewhere maybe around 10 or so, he started thinking, you know, I've kind of got a thing going here, maybe I'll maybe I'll just keep it up. And, oh. um, and does he run? Yeah. Does he run other marathons? Or is it just Boston every year? He he did run other marathons. I think his PR is um, maybe at New York, um, but these days he it's very challenging for him. He he can no longer qualify under the time standards because he has a neurologic disorder that um, makes the the signal to his hamstring um, not work. And so his, his hamstring doesn't fire correctly. Mm. And, um, so he can only train, you know, maybe three days a week and not even get up to a very long run at all. So he's, he, he, you know, it takes him a long time these days. Um, but they, 
you know, they respect that he's been at it for so long and they, they allow him to come back every year. Oh. That said, he still has to make, there's a six hour limit. He still has to make the six hour limit every year in order to keep coming back. Um, can we talk, so it's, can we talk as a side note about that six hour limit? Cause I had not heard about that until Monday because there uh-huh. was a mother runner, Allison, who was running it, um, for a charity and she, um, did not make the six hour cutoff. And so like, she is not an, an acknowledged finisher of the Boston marathon. Okay, uh, yeah. they told, I don't know whether she got a medal, but they told her beforehand that she would get a medal if there were any left. Okay. Um, and okay. so I just was like, what? Like I'd yeah. never, I'd, I had never seen that verbiage on the site before. And so do you know anything about that time limit or no? No, that uh, hearing it from Ben was the first time I'd heard it too. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but I've got to say, I, w- with a charity runner, you know what? Give him the medal. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what I think, too. I mean, because yeah. it is not an insignificant amount of money that charity oh, runners really. raise. It, You know, this is not like, hey, ask your friends and family and cobble together 300 bucks. I mean, it's right. it's four figures that you got to raise. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I think I think they yeah, per- And particularly that. given the weather, which we'll get into more later. I mean, I just thought it was really poor form. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so he, but he does this Ben fellow. He does finish in under six. He does. Wow. Um, and he and he must have again this year because uh, you know I know he he made it got his fiftieth wow. finish. So, oh um, yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And and a um, big year for for fifty. Fifty was a uh, you know uh, the number of the day on um, March seventeenth because Catherine Switzer, who was on the show last week, she had looked like a very strong race. It, it really did. It really did. And she, and she was actually the other article that I wrote last week. Oh, um, how exciting. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, I teach yeah, up on yeah. that one there. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I just got to speak with her and talk about, you know, her legacy and, and, and what she's done for women in sport and where she thinks we still have to go. Yeah. Um, and you know, she feels like in the United States, um, one of the nice things I, I asked her if she has any um, if she feels funny about the fact that maybe some of the younger generation doesn't necessarily appreciate, you know, what, what it took to, you know, um, they can, they can just take it for granted. And she said, yeah. that's, that's, that was the end goal is that they could take it for granted that they can go out and run a race like Boston. Um, but she, so she feels like in the United States, we are where we need to be mm-hmm. um, as far as, you know, women's rights with, with entry to, to marathons and things like that, at least running. Um, but she thinks that the, the work needs to be done on a wider scale, on a global scale to, sure. to allow, you know, more, more access. So right. um, she's, yeah, she's, she's a, she's, she's a neat lady. Um, so much energy. And that, that comes through, you know, look at this race result. That's amazing. Oh, I so. know 444, I want to say 31, maybe something, but our, it was 444. And um, I mean, particularly again, given the weather, um, the hot conditions yeah. and, and I mean, and just, I also think the pressure that she must have been under at, you yes. know, with so many eyes on her and so many people must have w- without, with full good intention in their hearts, they must have been, you know, kind of energy vampires from her, you know, coming up and talking to her and all those things. I mean, it, it takes its toll to be a public figure, at, Absolutely. you know, and particularly being Catherine Switzer at the Boston Marathon 50 years after her historic run. Um, so, I mean, I really cannot give her enough praise and kudos and, and gratitude. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Wow. 
Wow. So, um, so then, um, uh, let's see. And we also had some amazing things. Um, well, let's talk about personal stuff first. Um, speaking of Boston Marathon, I- I'm going to see the Boston Marathon uh, documentary this evening. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Molly and I are going. It's a one night showing only. Um, it's a documentary, um, which I just said incredibly oddly. It's a documentary um, <laughs> narrated <laughs> by Matt Damon, a local local Boston boy made good. And yeah. um, it is by the award-winning filmmaker John Dunham, who did The Spirit of the Marathon 1 and 2, which I know a lot of people have seen those movies. So, um, yeah, I just got a, you know, they sent out some email about it, and I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. Molly, let's head to that. So, um, looking forward to yeah, doing that this evening. I mean, it should be well done if it's mm-hmm. if it's by that director, you know, because mm-hmm. they did such a great job of Spirit of the Marathon, I thought. So, yeah, yeah, I didn't see either one of those movies, okay. but um, they're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so I'm figuring I'll bring some tissues because uh, obviously they'll cover the bombings. And, yeah. um, yeah, I have not, have you been able to watch the, um, the, the documentary that was on, I think it was like HBO or Showtime about the bombings? I, I have not seen it. I, I, I didn't even seek it out. And um, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think, it, well, wasn't, was there a documentary plus also uh, the, the film out at the, the Mark at Wahlberg the movie? Right. Which was that a documentary or was that? No, that's different. So that, well, that's so there's right. the okay. documentary and I'm um, somewhat embarrassed. Maybe it's, I think it's called um, Patriot or Patriot Day or something, um, okay. something. I don't know. I'm getting them jumbled up. But the the documentary, um, I believe, I don't think it was in. I don't think it had a theatrical release. I have it on DVR. Oh, oh, that. So that's the um, the Patriot's Day is the movie with Mark Wahlberg. Yes, Peter, right. Okay. Yeah, with okay. with with Maki Mock. Um, right. And uh, and so that was. It was based on a true story. I mean, the the Wahlberg character is um, kind of a, I think an amalgam of several police officers who investigated the bombings. And okay. um, but I mean, it sticks fairly. You know, they had to compress it and combine some other stories and stuff. But um, I just I just know that I would just cry and cry and cry and cry and cry and it's and I, I I realize that we should all feel other people's pain and be empathetic but gosh just in a super busy life there's never a time that I say oh, okay I have you know 90 minutes to watch something I think I'm really going to sit down and just get really depressed right <laughs> you know and I don't mean to sound callous but yeah oh, gosh yeah. you know so um yeah. So and I fully I fully intended I intended to watch the documentary and then go see um, the Wahlberg movie with Molly and Ellison and it just never happened. So I don't know. Yeah, no, I know I haven't seen either. Um, and I don't know. I think maybe I, I when I feel like I I've read a lot about it and know a lot about it and so I don't know that I feel the need to go more you know go go deeper with it and mm-hmm. see more on it and so I don't know which mm-hmm. again I feel like maybe sounds callous and not respectful but that's mm-hmm. just yeah, I, yeah it hasn't hasn't drawn me in so um yeah. so yeah and and I I was invited to go with a group of people tonight um mm-hmm. to watch the documentary but um my schedule just isn't allowing for that time tonight so yeah <laughs> not- yeah I um when I when I suggested it to Molly my my week was a little freer I uh, ended up flying to Denver on Easter afternoon to have uh, two full day meetings with the core AMR team and um, do lots of planning for 2018 and kind of streamline some from some work processes and and things that will make it sound like I'm far more um, business savvy than I really am. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So but um, so that was fun. I stayed at Dim's house on 
Sunday evening and oh my goodness, she uh, um, was uh, straight from the hospital uh, picking me up on Sunday because her son fractured his arm on a trampoline and um, uh, careful chroniclers of the AMR duo will might remember that her daughter had um, fractured her arm on a trampoline several oh, years ago. So, but um, Amelia's fracture a couple years ago was far worse than Ben's. Ben's was, um, gosh, a, a, not a wagon wheel. There's some funny name for the type of fracture it is. I'm not remembering <laughs> now. And but it was very, very slight. And um, so, and I think he'd only he'll only have to be in a cast for a month or something like that. Oh, good, good. Yeah. So, right hand or not? No, it's his non-dominant hand. But oh. <laughs> but the poor fellow plays um, lacrosse, and he really enjoys lacrosse. Oh, and yeah. so thinking like mm, that involves a little bit particularly contact to the forearms you know there's a lot of kind of yep. you you live in maryland of course you know from lacrosse of so I, well, I'm, lacrosse. what am i telling you about this for <laughs> i know lacrosse yes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> so so um so yeah i mean he'll get it off in time for swim season which is um you know both of um dim's kids are big into swimming and, um, but I, the, I mean, I'm sort of stealing Dim's thunder by telling the story, but by the time she's co-hosts, it might be, um, old news, but I guess on his way out, he was like, he said, well, I can cross that off my bucket list. I've been wanting to get, have a broken bone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wish granted, I guess. <laughs> right. Careful what you wish for, kid. So, um, yeah. So I don't know. I think I'm, a, I, I think, um, trampolines maybe should, you know, uh, make an exit from Dimity's family's life. <laughs> I, I, it sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm being too cautious. I don't know. Um, but, uh, so, um, I was like, Oh, I don't want to run like a whole, I try not to run more than three days in a row. And I, I had run Saturday, Sunday. And then I thought, Oh, I'll run Tuesday in Denver. And so I was like, Hey, Dim, can we go swimming? So, um, because as I've said before on the podcast, we have very few public pools here, particularly on the east side of Portland. And, um, so, oh my gosh, there's just like a wealth of them in Denver. And so we went to this lovely, lovely 25 meter pool where we each got our own lane. And, nice. you know, it's, uh, you know, got into the pool at 635. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this is, you know, where are all the triathletes? Like, I just think oh. there's, there's a surfeit of pools there. And it's like, oh, yes, we, you know, that's not one we go to very often or something. And so, um, yeah, was so, it an outdoor pool? Because you know, I know they have a lot of pools. Oh, too. they do have. Oh, don't even get me started. I mean, not only do they have a lot of pools, but they have a lot of outdoor pools. Which to yeah. me, swimming outdoors is just nirvana. It really is. Oh my goodness! Oh, I love it. Particularly, you know, yeah. and particularly in Denver, where it would be sunny, so you could, you know, look up at the yeah. blue sky. So yeah. no, we have. I, I have none of that. I have none of that here in Portland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the blue sky. I don't have the outdoor pools. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so no, it was it was indoors, um, but just really really nice. So we swam next to each other and I have a vague memory of one time swimming in a pool next to Dimity but you know she just she pushes off and she's like an Olympic athlete the way you think like oh she'll pop up there and it's like you know no 10 yards later then she finally <laughs> surfaces <laughs> That's <so laughs> so, great. <laughs> so she gets a lot of a lot of push off she makes you know I mean she's built to be a swimmer uh with her long limbs and um big fins and uh big flippers and um so uh yeah so that was fun and then got to go running um uh, in the Washington Park neighborhood in Denver, because I stayed with our director of marketing the next night. And um, 
Um, and I just love looking at the architecture there. We were running, we were going to do two laps of the park. I'm like, no, 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 I want to see houses. So we went out and, you know, the, I just find the architecture in Denver very intriguing. So, oh, yeah, that's yeah. so great. Yeah, yeah. So that was, that was fun. Um, I was actually really pleased. That's why I wasn't sucking wind as, as much as I usually do. I just, usually altitude just hammers me. And, um, I, it did on the uphills, but on the flats, I was, I mean, we averaged the same pace I do back here. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Katie and I talked, so. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's even better. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, So you know, what's funny is I've found my last couple of times at altitude, I've done better as well. And so it's interesting. I mean, we're an experiment of two here, but I don't know, maybe that's one of the benefits of getting older. Maybe you get better at altitude. <laughs> right. There we go. There we go. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> With age comes ability to handle altitude. Yes. <laughs> I mean, because I, I really used to just, I mean, it just killed me before. Me so too. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. And I found I'm not getting the headaches anymore either. When I go to altitude, I used to always get a headache. I mean, I don't know. It's just, oh, it's interesting. Yeah. So. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. I think we need to see if there's actual research, official research with a larger yeah. <laughs> sample size. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we move on to more talk of Boston, let's take a quick break to hear from some sponsors. So Ari, well, let's dive into this year's Boston Marathon. I, um, because I was at all day meetings, I did not get to see it. It was very funny. I had, um, and I oftentimes don't get to watch the Boston Marathon. It's tough watching it out here because of the time difference. And I'm usually yeah. like driving kids to school. So, yeah. um, but uh, Phoebe, a mother runner in New Hampshire was texting me updates and I mean, it was crazy. She was so good at it. And I finally, I'm like, I'm like, what are you like? You know, like you need to do color commentary. And she's like, I'm just re- repeating what they say on WBZ and on Twitter. And I'm like, okay, well, it works for me. So, <laughs> um, so since I've referenced the the weather, to, you know, like what you had friends, I, I'm not, I barely knew anyone who ran this year. So, what did you hear from them about the weather? Yeah, I think um, it maybe caught a few of them off guard. Um, mm. It's interesting because this same group of friends, we were all there in 2012 when it was 90. Oh, and, okay. I didn't realize um, you ran that year too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know how miserable that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all, you know, they, it's so in my group of friends, I tend to be the one who just sucks in the hot weather, whereas these girls tend to do pretty well in hot weather. And and that kind of held true in 2012. I mean, they they you know, still turned in decent times. Uh Um, And so I kind of, you know, when I saw how warm it was going to be, I thought, well, you know, they all, they all manage and this isn't so, so horrible compared to five years ago. And, and, and actually I found that they all had a tougher time and um, their times were much slower. And, you know, and we've only, um, I haven't gotten together with them since they got back, but we've all been texting kind of some group texting on it. And I think it caught them all by surprise. I think that, you know, that there wasn't, you know, like if you remember in 2012, we had days of emails from oh. Boston. Well, and they you let know. you drop out in 2012. Or right. they let you, if you hadn't right. picked up your number, you could yeah. transfer it to 2013. Exactly. Yeah. And and since I was registered this year, I still did get emails from Boston. And there was oh. finally on Sunday, there was one email that said, hey, it's going to be a little bit warmer. Be prepared. Oh. You know, here are some steps you can take. But that was the extent of it. So I don't think it was, it wasn't the overboard, not that it was overboard in, in 2012, but it wasn't all of those emails to like really, you. Yeah. yeah, get you hyped up. And so I think my friends weren't necessarily taking it seriously, maybe, oh. and, um, you know, kind of caught them all off guard and, and uh, 
Be- they maybe started closer to the normal pace than they would have uh-huh. really recognized, you know, that it was hot. And, and, you know, the other aspect of Boston is there's no shade out there at this time of year. So oh, no, I know. Yeah. yeah. And which is so easy to forget when you come from other parts of the country. Right. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, you know, I think it was a full on Sunday on, um, on Monday. It was, <laughs> it was a, a Sunday on Monday. On Monday. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, but I, I think that probably, you know, played, played a pretty big role too, you know, and then you, I think. Because what, what, what was the temperature? I what think I heard around like 70, 71 for most, mm-hmm. most of the day. Um, and I also think though, well, I, I you know, that, Back in 2012, we still were only at three waves. So you got to start a little bit earlier than now with four waves. It mm-hmm. backs up the starting time. So you're getting out there a little bit later, you know, where it's where it's already hot. And yeah. I don't know. Those, those are all my theories for not having been there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, did any of your friends run last year and compare it to last year? Uh, no, none of them went last year. So no. Okay. Because, um, yeah. uh, because being, you know, uh, the heat miser that I am bringing, my, <laughs> bringing overly hot weather to all marathons that I run, um, <laughs> there are most of them, the last year, the last year, the first half was exceptionally hot as well. And, yeah. um, for me, what really st- sticks out in my mind for both 2012 and 2016 were, is how still, how little air movement there is. In the first half of that race in particular. Do you remember going through Natick in 2012 and it just literally felt like an oven? There was just no movement of air whatsoever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. And it's just, it's just so oppressive and it's, it really makes me, it made me in 2012, I got very claustrophobic and um, because it just felt like heat was closing in from every side. And then, you know, the, the pavement and yeah. and and the buildings in Natick just kind of stand there and hold it all in, and the heat yeah. bounces from the buildings to the pavement and off all the runners, and it's just like, ugh. Yeah. Um, so last yeah. year, you know, but then last year we got um, a breeze off the ocean starting about the halfway point, so there was a there was a fair bit of relief for the second half of the race. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. And I do think this year they had a tailwind for the most part, so. Oh. Um, while a tailwind is lovely, you know, on a nice day to help push you along, I think on a hot day, again, you're not going to get any any cooling relief from a tailwind. Sure, you know? right, right. So, yeah, it's not going to um, be in your face and feel refreshing. Yeah. 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 Um, so, wow, because I heard that some of the elites had to uh, go into ice baths after the finish. Oh, really? Interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah, know that. That's what my reporter Phoebe told me. So. Okay. All right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. um, she also told me a fascinating thing that um, Des Linden, you know, who was leading for a lot of the race, uh, the American runner Des yeah. Linden, formerly known as Des Davila before she got married, um, she ran the exact same split. for the. I saw that. That's is that insane a, or what? That is insane considering the Boston Marathon course because yeah. of those hills in the second half and that there's a the huge net downhill in the first half yeah um amazing i mean that just shows such strength and perseverance and and control really i think that's what it really shows wow and i and i think that's one of the things she is um both credited for and discredited for is that she sticks to her plan you know Mm -hmm. she's got her plan someone takes off she's not going to go with them she's going to stick to her plan yeah And, and, you know, and there was, I guess, a little bit of criticism post-race saying, well, this is a time where she should have abandoned her plan and gone on and seen what she could do when there was a breakaway. But, you know, uh, 
look. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm darn impressed. So <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So and also we should point out that Des was came in second in the Olympic trials last year at Los Angeles. And um, so she handles the heat well. I remember, um, despite the fact that she dresses so she dresses, um, dare I say, like a traditional runner. Um, yes. You know yes. that she doesn't wear bun huggers. She wears a full singlet. Um, so yeah. she, um, without passing judgment, she dresses um, in what might be defined as a more modest um, style of dress, which lends itself to being hotter because you have more fabric on you. Sure, sure, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah. So, I mean, because, I mean, her shorts look like she, like, gets them off the rack at the local running store. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? so. I'm sure her sponsor would disagree, but yes. <laughs> right, right. No disrespect. And I'm, I'm not, I mean, I have met Des several times and she's, you know, uh, uh, you know, a charming person and, you know, very, um, she's wonderful. So, I mean, I was so excited yeah. when I spotted her in a diner um, last year, the day after, and I was with my buddies, um, my Bammer buddies who had run, uh, on the Highlands team. And, um, I was like, you guys, you guys, that's Des. And, and, and no one else in the diner recognized her. And so, yeah. um, we like pounced on her and got a photo with her and she's so tiny. Um, so, um, so anyway, yeah, that, I wish I had, uh, witnessed that. I wish I'd gotten to see the footage of that. Um, yeah. So, and then and the young, young Jordan, you know, has say, is that how you say her last name? Hassie? Yeah. Hasse? The one who's on the, she's on the cover of the new runner's world, right? The May right, runner's right. world. Yeah, yeah. She's 25. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and she had an incredible debut. So that, that's pretty neat too. Yeah. Cause she came in, what was it? Fifth or third? third. third. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I think the fastest American female marathon debut to date. I think Kara Goucher had it prior to this race yeah. and then. Jordan wow. set a new one. So that's, that's really exciting, you know, oh, very exciting. It's interesting to watch her um, moving forward and, you know, hoping that the pressure won't be a lot, you know, mm-hmm, at that mm-hmm. age. And, and now, like you were saying with, with eyes being on someone, the eyes are going to be on her now. So it'll be interesting yeah. to watch. Yeah, yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. 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 And then, um, the woman who, um, one is, is, am I getting this right? That she's a mother of five and yes. also a police officer. Yes. <laughs> 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 pretty darn cool yeah and i guess she hugged some or all i don't know some of her kids were there at the finish line and she was yeah. hugging them yeah. i saw the two there waiting for her and oh. and then that's what got my tears flowing is when i saw her go over and hug her kids that was just a really oh. great yeah oh that's awesome yeah i mean five yeah. chil- five children five children i know i know <laughs> i mean which, which is the more shocking thing that she was pregnant five times and goes on to win the Boston Marathon, or that she mothers five children and goes uh-huh. on to win the Boston <laughs> yeah. Marathon. Where to begin with that one? I don't right, know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then the woman in the is is it called? Are those called the hand chair division? What is that? Is that what that's called? I believe. Um, yes, I believe. Um, yeah, and that was another record world uh, record and that i guess she had uh, again i'm getting this all from the text that i got from phoebe but that um i guess she was kind of always always a bridesmaid never a bride that she was always second place to this one woman and not only did she beat that woman in this race but to then set a world record doing it yeah that's oh, really incredible. i mean way to put a cherry on top that's amazing absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah and I, so yeah i think so the woman you're alluding to is is tatiana mcfadden who i uh, think came in fourth this time and i know she was coming off of an injury um Mm -hmm. the woman who typically wins yes yes Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. yeah so she's she's young um she's 
I believe still in her 30s as well. Yeah, she's definitely, I mean, in her 20s as well. She definitely is. So um, a cool note about Tatiana is she's from my town here. Oh. And um, we, at my old church that, that I used to go to, she was a member as well. And so I got to watch Tatiana grow up um, here oh. in, in town. And, and yeah, and she was, she was, she was very um, much a pioneer because um, when she was in high school, at the local high school, she wanted to have the right to compete on the track during the high school meets and it was not permitted at the time. And so she fought for it legally and won the right to be on the track. And that was a big um, door opener for a lot of other athletes. Um, Yeah. So that was that's fantastic. So you're saying that she uh, would compete in her hand chair in a a race against um... against able-bodied athletes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, it wasn't like she was competing for a spot against them, but she wanted to be able to race the races Right, um, on the track. On the track, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's very yeah. cool, very cool. Yeah. Um, cool. So, yeah, and and um, I don't really know much about the, the men. Oh, well, the men, I mean, good old Galen Rupp, good old Oregon boy came in second. There you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was impressive. I mean, right up till the end, and even even when uh, uh, the, the winner winner's name is failing me at the moment, but even when he pulled away, you know, it, Galen, he, he stayed in there tight. And I mean, I think at the end of the day, he only, you know, was second by 20 seconds or something. Oh, I know so. that, that I, the, the workspace where we were having our meeting finally at the very little practical last second, I realized that they were showing coverage of Boston on a big screen TV. So when we took a little break, I, it happened to be during the, right, the approach right before they turn on to Hereford, you know, so you duck under Mass Ave and then make that right onto Hereford and then the left onto Boylston and, um, I mean, it looked like Galen closed the gap running up Boylston. I agree. I agree. It definitely looked like he was getting Yeah, because, the because well. before I kept on being like, wait, show this, show a wider shot so you can see Galen and the leader in the same. And then it wasn't that hard to do as they were approaching the finish line. It was sort of like, I bet Galen was thinking, oh, I wish there was another half mile. And of course he's thinking, oh, thank God there's not another half mile. <laughs> <laughs> So, and I mean, I don't know where Galen trains, but if he's been training out here, um, I mean, I don't know if they went to like, you know, altitude or some warmer place or I don't know, you know, where Alberto took him. But, but I mean, if he was training here, Galen has, does not know what it's like to run outside in the heat. If he trained all winter here in Portland, where we had a very cold by Portland standards, like a dreary, like we don't, we don't know what it's like to be in hot weather. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Aggressive. Yeah. Um, so cool. So, um, I don't know. What are your, what are your friends saying? Are they, uh, like none of them requalified, right? Um, no, my one friend did actually. Um, and then my one friend, Julie, I've got to give a big tip of the hat to her. This was her 50th marathon. Oh my goodness. And, um, so yet again, 50 bing, bing, bing. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) And, um, she was, um, this was, you know, her plan was this was the last marathon that she was going to really, you know, put some training time into and everything oh. else. And um, so it was it, and she's the fastest in our group. And it, and, and but she really had a rough time. So it's unfortunate that she oh. you know, finished it out that way. But, I, you know, my goodness, she she's had an amazing marathon career. And yeah. um, from here, uh, she's actually going. <laughs> she and my friend Lisa are going on to the Madoc Marathon in France. I don't know oh. if you're familiar with that. Oh, one. the with the wine drinking. With the wine, right? <laughs> so, so the, the plan is over the summer we are going to set up a um, 
a couple of training runs that involve no wine stops. <laughs> no, and, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna set up because we we all have you know homes all over the place here, and so um, we we'll, we can we can measure out courses that allow you know stopping from one house to the next to to have the wine training stops. That so, is hilarious. So okay, so yeah. but then um, they it's red wine that they drink there I yes it is. yeah like I kind of a cabernet or something like that i would assume yeah. given the region um wow so only red wine then on your i i believe that will be the plan um so, oh. <laughs> so it's gonna be a completely different um you know chapter in her marathoning life after that this. is hilarious oh my yeah. gosh oh my gosh <laughs> i gotta say at last year's boston so that was uh, my 13th marathon and I just, a lot of the time during that race, I thought this might be it. This, this might be my last marathon. Like I, the number 13 is very powerful for me. It's um, the number of, of Colgate University, my alma mater was founded by 13 men with 13 dreams and $13 or something. So um, 13 is a very important Colgate number. And, and um, so, um, but I've, I've changed my mind. Um, you know, I'm oh. training for Twin Cities Marathon, but I have to say, I, I, somebody asked me, they're like, oh, so, you know, are you going to Boston? I was like, oh, no, no, no. I, I don't think I'll ever go to Boston again, you know, to run. Yeah. yeah. And, and you still, you, so if you get a time at Twin Cities. Oh, gonna... oh, the, oh, that's, I mean, pigs will fly before that happens. I mean, I I have to, I have for me to qualify for Boston, it has to be such a concerted effort and like the, the foot has to be like clamped down on the gas. Like it just, it's that I'm, I'm not in, not, no, 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 no. You're, you're talking crazy now, Amanda. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) See, cause, cause you, I, I get the sense that you, um, that it's not easy for you, but I get the sense that, um, you can pop it off a, a whole lot easier than some people can uh i mean yeah i it's yeah i don't be modest Mm -hmm. yeah no i i've qualified several times over and not gone um you know it just so yeah it's 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 definitely yeah it's definitely doable for me if i Mm want to do it um but i um but yeah i mean like talking like you are too like i i think this had i gone this year it definitely would have been my last boston and i don't Mm -hmm. really i'm not since i made the decision this year i'm not feeling any need to like oh, I, now I want to go run another one so that I can go to Boston again. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think like even I think I'm even further than you are along a path where where <laughs> I think I'm done with marathons. Honestly, I oh, just wow. I just don't have the desire to, to put in that training, and I'm not gonna. I don't know. I, I I'm not gonna say never because I know better. We all know as runners yeah. to never say never because right. you know things change. So, right. but for right now, yeah, I'm, I think I'm probably done too. So. Yeah, yeah. My um, my my best friend uh, who has an unusual name. It's Chalkley, and she lives in Brooklyn, New York. And she and her she's a only parent, and she and her daughter come out every spring their spring break um to to visit us. And um, and so she was out here. They were out here from the seventh, and then Chalkley actually just hopped on plane this morning. Um, and so um. As like as you know, leading up to the weekend, I'm like, I am so glad I don't have to get on a plane to go to Boston to run 26.2 miles and to leave Chalkley behind. Like, <laughs> and, and I feel that so, you know, I mean, it it does sort of often. T- she, you know, they live back east, so they have those February and and April um, breaks versus our March break. So it would it would you know. N- it could happen again that they'd be out here when, when Boston, you know, when I'd have to depart for Boston. So right. I, I mean, yeah. the choice is 
incredibly easy for me. <laughs> I stay yeah. out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Totally yeah. So, um, but but uh, Twin Cities. Um, uh, there was a bonus episode in in the feed. Um, Molly and I. Um, uh, this is if people didn't listen to it. Chalkley was actually out here to visit, but also she's making a short promotional video about another mother runner. Chalkley's a filmmaker. And um, so uh, Molly and I recorded an episode and we were talking about how we're going to be following a train like a mother club plan to uh, train for Twin Cities. And so we're going to do the traditional program. So we'll be following one of your plans, Amanda. That was my long, that was my long wind up to saying that. And I remember you mentioned that you were considering that a while back. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Molly has actually done research and looked into the plans and um, she has, (laughs) she has seen that the, I, I'm not, it's embarrassing to say I'm not positive about the verbiage. What's the one for the, you know, kind of the equivalent uh, of the crush, crush it. Crush it. Crush okay, it. good. I was going to say that would have been my answer if I, <laughs> if I, I didn't need a lifeline for that one. And uh, so she, she saw that it includes three 20 mile runs. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so she's actually, um, she has a lot of trepidation about that. I mean, she gets, um, she kind of blanches when she says it, but um, she's excited because on my plans that I have followed recently, like, like for Boston last year and to qualify for Boston, I think I only had one tw- 20 plus miler. And she always felt kind of, and, and when we were training for, when I was training for Boston, she was training for, am I getting this right? Yeah. She was training for Eugene and she felt kind of underprepared for that with, hmm, with okay. quote unquote, just one 20 miler. So, so right. as much as she will be cursing your good name while in the lead up to those runs, <laughs> I feel that come, come October 1st in Twin Cities, she will be singing your praises. Okay, good, good. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, which is good because you'll be there probably, right? You're going to be there for the, because so it is. I'll, I'll be one of your favorite people that day. Right, right. so she won't <laughs> kneecap you when you walk by. <laughs> that will end your marathon <laughs> career. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Tanya Harding jokes never grow old here in Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so i i she's she feels it's going to really set her up well to run 26.2 so well, um so and i'm about... yeah and i'm excited yeah. to be part of a train like mother club so um, yeah yeah so anyway so well amanda we have somehow from having no show notes and no right. no planned guest we have somehow... it together <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So, and you, you are getting ready to go to Pittsburgh. You will not be running Pittsburgh marathon, but you're going to be part of the speaking of train like a mother club. You're going to be part of the party that's going on out there. That's right. It's, um, I guess about two and a half weeks away now. So I'm really excited to go and, um, you know, this will be my first event with you guys. So um, I'm looking forward to it. And it's fun because, you know, I can sit there on the Facebook group and see who's going and, and, you know, these names that you get familiar with. So it's going to be fun to put faces to names. Right. And because the little tiny faces, you know, crouch down with their kids and suddenly there they are standing in front of you in all their five foot five glory or whatever. Um, And actually, um, Chalkley's going to be there because she's um, going to be wants to really capture the spirit of the train like a mother club in the AMR video. Um, awesome. which will not be showing one night only in theaters like the boss marathon <laughs> movie, but, um, <laughs> but so she's, she's, um, it's going to make the trek down from Brooklyn to be, um, filming. So she'll be at the, I know there's a shakeout run on Saturday morning and then yes. there's that party on Saturday afternoon from two to four thirty. And, um, as long as we're talking about that, I know that people can go to pretty sure we're putting it up on the AMR p- Facebook page 
that people can, because uh, we're trying to look for a headcount because there will be swag at that party. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, and and you do not need to be part of the train like a mother club to show up at either one of those events. Right. So right. yeah, 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 yeah. So and I know yeah. Dimity is looking for really a, a robust crowd. So um, so show up, folks. Um, yeah. And, and Adrian's going to be selling merch there, so it's going to be a big party. Fun, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you can't make that one. I know. I'm going to be in Eugene. So oh, well, um, yeah, for the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you running the half there, or I am not. I um, you know, I I could have, you know, obviously, I I can run a race if I want. I can, I can. <laughs> um, but um, I just really, I love running Eugene. There's just, have you ever you've you've run Eugene Marathon, right? No, I haven't. Oh, no. I thought you'd come out for it one year. No, um, that would be one to do, though. I, oh yeah. my goodness, talk about if you want to qualify for Boston, it's a great race to qualify for Boston because it is. I mean, there are, I mean, there are hardly any it inclines at best. I wouldn't even call them hills there. Um, the only, um, knock against it is a lot of it is on concrete cause it's on a trail, a concrete okay. trail along the river. And, um, I definitely remember the bottom of my feet hurt, um, after okay. 26.2 miles, whereas, you know, there's less, uh, I don't need to tell you this, that there's less give in concrete than there is in pavement. Right. Right. Yeah. It's probably so, beautiful. I, I would think. Oh, it's so, oh, it's so pretty. Oh my goodness. And you know, I mean the history and you get to finish on Hayward field with a lap around yeah. Hayward field, you know, where Steve Prefontaine and all, you know, where Bill Bowerman's legacy is and everything. So it's um, steeped in history. Um, yeah. 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 And, and you get to see me at the expo. And um, speaking cool. of that, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to put out a plea. I'm looking for helpers at that expo. Um, so if you um, live in Eugene or you want to, you know, road trip and help me out, I would love that. I'm looking for help on Friday and Saturday. Cause suddenly I, when I was in Denver, I'm like, wait, I'm going to be the only one working that expo. Like totally oh. the only one. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work out so well. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, could I bring one of my kids? I'm like, oh, I don't think that'll quite cut it. So anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, Amanda, um, I am going to let you go. But thank you so much for um, uh, sharing this almost now hour with me. So yeah, absolutely. It's been fun. So. Yeah, yeah. Always great to talk to you. And if I don't talk to you, have a blast in Pittsburgh. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. Okay. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, let's just keep this train like a mother club chugging along and let's hear from Dimity, see what they're up to over there. Hello, hello, it's Dimity here with the train like a mother club corner coming back with a little spring break memory from a mother runner named Jen, who is in um, the uh, go and crush the distance challenges. Those are traditional marathon training challenges. And Jen writes... Back home after a week of the most amazing unplugged family vacation, I just have to share my running story with you ladies because I know you will get it. Apologies for the length. Last Monday, my family and I flew to the U.S. Virgin Islands. Our original plan was to fly into St. Thomas, rent a car, drive to a car ferry that would shuttle us over to St. John, and then drive to our destination, which was Cinnamon Bay Campground. Awesome. But when we got to St. Thomas, Hertz was out of cars, even though we had rented one ahead of time. And it turned out that it didn't matter because they don't allow you to take the car to another island. No worries, we were flexible and decided just to take a taxi to the ferry and get another taxi to get us to Cinnamon Bay. One thing we hadn't counted on, though, was that we would need cash for both taxi rides and the ferry. So by the time we got to Cinnamon Bay, my husband and I realized that we had exactly $2 left, no food, and no means now to get back into town without any money. 
Now, I know things weren't that desperate. People are generally kind, and I'm sure one of us could have found a ride to town where we would have been able to stock up on groceries and hit the ATM. But I'm a runner, right? Town was four and a half miles away. If you've ever been to St. John, you know that the hills in that part of the world are no joke. That run was a thousand feet of elevation gain loss on the toughest hills I've ever encountered. But I did it. Before my girls had even woken up, I had run into town, hit the ATM, stocked up on a week's worth of groceries, and took a taxi back to the campground. I've never been so proud of my running before and what it, and what it, what it has made me. My daughters both said that I was their hero for making that run. That vacation was wonderful for so many reasons, but the big one was that it definitely reignited my love affair with running. Now on to crush that marathon. Nice work, Jen, on being the hero of your family, getting some money, getting to the ATM, and enjoying a lovely vacation. Hope you guys had a good break if you um, indeed had a break. And if not, have a great week, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Okay, in keeping with that Train Like a Mother Club theme, I'll just bang you over the head with it. Train Like a Mother Club, Train Like a Mother Club. Um, haha, hit you over the head with a Train Like a Mother Club. <laughs> Uh, uh, registration for a slew of Train Like a Mother Club programs have opened recently, including 5K success and half marathon and marathon heart rate training. Whether you're looking to get back into running or you're registered for a fall half or full, the Train Like a Mother Club has the ideal plan for you. Go to trainlikeamother.club to register. And now you'll totally remember the dot club because I made that idiotic joke about it being a club. Um... Also, earlier this week, this is big news, people. Earlier this week, we opened up five more slots to AMR's Run Plus Refresh Retreat. Two of them have already been filled, so run, don't walk, to register for our four-day September retreat in beautiful Spokane, Washington. Go to anothermotherrunner.com slash retreat for all the details and to register. Amanda and I and the entire AMR team hope to see you in September. Many happy miles. <laughs>